the Hoosiers are set to take on Michigan in what should hopefully be their final top 10 matchup of of this season on Saturday night. We have you guys covered with everything about the Wolverines, everything about this game. Uh, as IU goes into what is absolutely a must-win scenario to keep their uh, bowl game hopes alive. Uh, it's a daunting task, but uh, IU is never daunted to take old cliche away. So plenty to talk about today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, November 5th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletic News. This episode of Locked On Hoosiers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thanks to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Coming to you, hopefully, with some better uh, audio quality. We have a brand new mic here uh, that uh, hope sounds a little bit better. I noticed for a while that the old one was uh, peaking a lot. Might have given you guys some uh, startling uh, intros. So I uh, went ahead and finally bit the bullet, got a new one that hopefully works out a little bit better for you guys. Let me know if you can tell the difference. Uh, it, uh, it sounds better to me, but uh, I don't always listen through the whole podcast, so... If you guys notice a difference, be sure to let me know. Uh, thanks, as always, for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Uh, remember, Locked On Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. As I said, we have plenty to talk about uh, about the Michigan Wolverines today. We typically dedicate a whole episode to kind of previewing them, and then we um, also do today's episode where I tell you kind of about the game and whatnot, smashing that all into one, as I said earlier in the week, because this this football team, the season feels like it is on its last leg. So if the Hoosiers surprise us this week or this weekend, come away with a win, we'll go back to the other format. But wanted to focus a lot more on men's basketball and men's soccer this week. Still have plenty to give you guys about this Michigan team. Before we jump into that, as always, you can subscribe to the Locked On or to Locked On Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast follow us on twitter at lo underscore hoosiers and on instagram at locked on hoosiers it's uh as i said the final top 10 matchup of the season knock on wood uh although minnesota being number 20 in the college football playoff ranking is wild so i guess maybe they could get up there we talked about the um college football playoff ranking earlier in the week so go back listen to that but it will be Indiana at 2-6 and six overall, 0-5 in the Big Ten against Michigan, 7-1 and one overall, 4-1 and one in the Big Ten. Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. It's going to be in Ann Arbor at the Big House. It's going to be on Fox. The Hoosiers have not done well on primetime this season. The Penn State and Ohio State games, uh, your biggest examples of that. Maybe it's an ABC curse and the Hoosiers being on Fox will change things. Don't think it will be, though. <laughs> not crazy optimistic about this game, as I have not been very optimistic about the Hoosiers for the last couple weeks. Bet Online's odds for the game have Michigan as a heavy favorite, minus 20. Uh, no money line 
for the game. I'm thinking it's because the spread is so big. Uh, there was no money line when I checked. Over under, though, is set for 50. SP plus, uh, pretty favorable for Michigan, not great for the Hoosiers. Michigan is number five overall, the 18th ranked offense, the eighth ranked defense. Indiana is 61st as they continue to plummet down these. 74th in offense, 41st in defense. Uh, the offense is going up a bit. The defense is going down rapidly in the in this. So based on that, not shockingly, SP Plus's projection for this game is Michigan by 17.9 points. Uh, 85% win probability for the Wolverines, a projected score of 35-17 Michigan, which would just barely be over on that scoreline. Though, as we've said a couple times this season, SP Plus has tended to be pretty uh, kind to the Hoosiers, so uh, that would not quite be in that 20-point spread, but depends on how you feel about this IU team right now. Michigan leads the all-time series, not shockingly. Uh, they have a 59-10 advantage, no ties in this series. Even back in the 1900s when these two were playing, uh, that was utterly dominated by Michigan. Uh, the Hoosiers didn't score in their first five games against Michigan all-time. Uh, they didn't score two touchdowns until 36 years after their first game. So this is a rivalry that has been thoroughly dominated by Michigan. However. It was a game the Hoosiers won last season, 38-21. One of the memorable wins from last season. Um, one of the big monkeys they got off their back. Pennix threw for 342 yards and three touchdowns. Ty Freifogel had 142 yards and a touchdown. Hendershot and Miles Marshall each caught one. It was a big win. It was an exciting win. Uh, the Hoosiers jumped out to a big lead. Michigan made a bit of a comeback. IU iced it late. That was one of my favorite ones of the season because that kind of solidified for me that this team is real, even if that was a pretty down Michigan team. Solidified to me that the Hoosiers are real. And from that point on, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there have been some memorable games in this rivalry, though. Not much of a rivalry, I should say. You just heard the record. Um, back in 2015, the overtime game, the Jordan Howard game, when he etched his name into IU lore. Uh, Michigan comes away with that win, 48-41. That is absolutely one that got away. Uh, the Hoosiers were down at the goal line on that in the double overtime. Couldn't punch it in. But Jordan Howard, as I said, rushed for 238 yards, two touchdowns in that game. I was at a wedding for that game, constantly updating my feed, uh, my Twitter feed, to see Jordan Howard just absolutely eviscerating that team. Went back and watched it later. Um, Memorable game. As I said, Jordan Howard became an IU legend in that game. He was only here for a season, but I think everybody absolutely loved him. There was also, a couple years before that, the 63-47 loss the Hoosiers had. 110 total points put up. Those were the peak chaos team years. Uh, there was over 1,300 yards of offense in this game. Devin Gardner threw for 500 yards on the Hoosiers. Trey Roberson had 280 yards. Uh, there, it was just chaos. Kofi Hughes caught uh, 100 or six passes for 138 yards, um, but Jeremy Gallon 369 yards and two touchdowns 
for Michigan. As I said, those were chaos team years. If you thought the defense was bad last couple weeks, just take a look at some of those box scores. Another memorable box score. I was at this game, uh, 2010, Michigan 42, IU 35. That was when uh, the Hoosiers tie the game with a minute left. Darius Willis catches a 20-yard pass from Ben Chappell. You think it's headed to overtime. Absolute capitulation from Mich- or from Indiana. Give up a couple big plays, a couple penalties, and Denard Shoelace Robinson uh, scores with 17 seconds left to win it. He threw for 277 yards, rushed for 217 yards. IU turned him into a Heisman candidate that day. So despite Chapel thrown for 480 yards, Tandon Doss, he was one of my favorites. Uh, he's one of my favorite Hoosiers, period. He had an enormous game, 242 yards from scrimmage. Uh, also returned kicks uh, for 111 yards. He was a monster that game. Uh, so some memorable games. Hopefully uh, Saturdays is also memorable. We'll tell you a little bit more about this uh, Michigan team, offense, defense, where they stand heading into this game. But first, I want to talk to you guys about McDonald's, who's the sponsor of today's episode. Uh, McDonald's is a proudly serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where you can meet up for a study group, a place where I have used to write stories from on the road uh, when you're trying to meet deadlines, a place where you always know Wi-Fi is dependable, if nothing else. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, home team or away team can come to recharge. It's also a place that you always look for on long road trips to rest your legs and refuel. Those big uh, M, those big arches, um, always a recognizable place, always a place that you can depend on uh, stopping and getting some food. Also a place where I always go for fourth meal, whether it's a McChicken, some fries, um, apple pie. McFlurry, whatever it is, assuming the ice cream machine's working. Um, but want to give a big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. This Michigan team is coming off a big game last week, even if it was a loss. Uh, they fall to Michigan State 37-33. It was a game that they were in control of. They led early. Uh, they were up 13 to 7, led as much as 30 to 14. And then Michigan State stormed back. Kenneth Walker looked like a Heisman candidate. He didn't look like a Heisman candidate against IU, one of their most impressive performances defensively this season. Um, and Michigan State comes away with a win at the end, 37 33. So Michigan's coming in on the back of a loss. It's going to be an interesting response. Uh, when you look at their offense, they have an absolutely elite run game with Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins, uh, the best, probably the best running back tandem in the country. Corum has 774 yards and 10 touchdowns. Haskins has 661 yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, absolutely dominant from those two. Donovan Edwards has rushed for 139 yards as well. Uh, A.J. Henning has 105 yards. They have so many people that can... Um, beat you on the ground, a terrific offensive line to open up holes for those guys. They're first in the Big Ten in rushing yards per game. They're seventh in the nation. This is going to be a run-first offense. 
Uh, they are going to run early and often, which could be good news for the Hoosiers because as bad as the defense was against Maryland, it was the passing defense that was horrible. The run defense was still great, and the run defense hasn't really been a problem this season uh, aside from a spot few plays, which kind of proves the point because if you can remember the specific plays where it was bad, that means it was largely good um, the rest of the time. So there's some optimism in that regard that the Hoosiers uh, can hold up against the Michigan run game, which then puts the focus on quarterback Cade McNamara, who is pretty much just looking statistically has been kind of the game managing quarterback for the uh, Wolverines this season. He's averaging just 187.3 yards per game. Not shocking when you have a run game as dominant uh, that's averaging 240 yards per game. You don't need the quarterback to do a lot. But Cade McNamara has been that kind of game manager up to last week. Last week had the best game of his career, 383 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, He was thoroughly dominant, honestly, Uh, 28 to 44. So uh, efficient, putting up a lot of yards. So he's coming in on a high note, even if the team as a whole is coming uh, in off a loss. But when you put up as many points as they did last week, uh, you score 33 points, offense wasn't the problem. So this is a strong offense. Uh, McNamara's favorite target this season is Cornelius Johnson, who's caught 23 passes for 348 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Eric all has caught the most passes though, 26 receptions for 255 yards. It's a kind of democratic offense when it comes to pass catching because they have seven guys with at least 125 yards. Um, all of those have, uh, all those except one have double digit receptions on the season. So they're going to spread the ball around. They're going to, there's not necessarily any one player although uh, Johnson has the most yards by a fair amount so he might be the number one but they don't focus solely on him it's going to be interesting to see how IU handles that because they've struggled mightily in the past couple weeks in the passing game we don't really know the status of Taiwan Mullen and Reese Taylor we haven't known the status at all they've been uh, Taiwan Mullen has kind of played but hasn't really been healthy so don't know if that's going to be improved or not could certainly use him, but he's not the sole reason for the struggles in the past game uh, defensively. For Michigan on the defensive side of the ball, we mentioned that they're a top 10 defense in SP+. They are dominant in a lot of ways. Uh, I You have to look at their ranks nationally to get a good sense of how good this defense is. They're 19th in the nation in third down conversion percentage at 32.8%, which means... If you get in a third down, they get off the field. That was a a strength for Indiana for a long time. Even at times this season, they don't let you convert on third down. That has certainly went away. This defense the last couple weeks has just been unrecognizable versus what's traditionally been the case under Tom Allen. Uh, The Wolverines, 15th in the nation in passing yards allowed, 34th in rushing yards allowed. Uh, So... It's a, it's a really strong defense, and that's what they kind of build it on. You have a strong defense, you, have, you control the game, running the ball, and you're going to come away with a lot of wins. 
Uh, that's what this team has kind of built itself on. Uh, defensively, when you look at specific individuals, a um, couple names jump out just looking at the stats. Josh Ross, by far their leading tackler, linebacker with 54 tackles. Uh, he has four and a half tackles for loss, um, which is third on the team. Uh, you have Daxton Hill, who leads the team in interceptions. Though they only have six on the season, he has two of them. You have a couple guys who are leading the way in terms of getting to the quarterback. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, both are combined have 13 sacks on the season. Um, that's going to be a, a key area to watch because obviously this offensive line, we, we've talked a lot about it. I'm not going to rehash a lot of things, but both those guys coming for the quarterback um, Ajabo is a linebacker, but Hutchinson is a defensive lineman. They're going to have the focus of the Hoosiers. We'll talk about the offensive line here shortly, but um, this defense presents some issues for Indiana, and it's going to be really hard for this offense to move the ball, I think. Though, again, Nick Sheridan called a terrific game last week, so I don't know if it's as simple as being down on the field versus being up in the press box. That feels like an easy, easy excuse almost. So, but I don't, I don't know what it was, but if he can call similar games to that, use Donovan McCauley's kind of diversity uh, to keep the defense guessing, who knows? But we saw last week, Michigan can put up points. They can get in a shootout. I don't know that that's what Indiana wants, but it, any, by any means necessary, honestly, keep this game competitive, and I'll be I'll be impressed. Uh, so we, we've learned about their offense, we learned about their defense. Let's talk some key matchups, some key units, some key players that we're going to be keeping our eye on. Uh, before we jump to that, though, want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. We mentioned their odds earlier: uh, Michigan by twenty points over under a fifty. If you guys want to head on over there, make some bets based on those spreads or those lines um, bet online is the number one spot for basketball or football action this season head to their new updated desktop website uh, go on your phone whatever you want to do if you sign up today you'll receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using promo code locked on they're giving you free money to use go throw it on the hoosiers go throw it on michigan however you feel about this game i'm not giving my advice this week I've lost back-to-back -back weeks. You don't want my advice. Uh, but whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, uh, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, go take advantage of everything BetOnline has to offer. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, forgot to bring a built Bar to my desk to show you guys, but uh, the Blueberry Muffin, man, those are tremendous. Uh, I've been digging into those. If you guys haven't tried Built Bar yet, you really are missing out. These aren't your mom and dad's protein bars. They're not the chalky, waxy, hard-to-choke-down bars that you're familiar with. Built Bar is 100% uh, covered in chocolate. It honestly tastes like a candy bar. I can't even believe that they're considered a protein bar. Uh, they're incredibly tasty, but they're also low in carbs low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, high in protein. So you have all the healthy benefits 
But on top of that, it tastes good. I mentioned the blueberry muffin. I also got cookies and cream. There's coconut, there's raspberry, there's mint brownie, there's cherry barcia. They're adding new flavors every three to four days, uh, limited time flavors. I'm not even sure if the blueberry muffin is available. If it is, absolutely can't recommend that enough. So go to built.com, see what is available for you guys, and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Now that we know about the Wolverines, let's uh, zoom in on some matchups, some things to watch in Saturday's game. There's a matchup I'm going to be watching. It is the secondary versus Cade McNamara. I have some confidence that, listen, you're not going to completely stop this run game by Michigan. Uh, When you have two guys like that, there's going to be fresh legs in there more often. They're probably going to wear you down to a certain point. So while the Hoosiers limited Kenneth Walker a couple weeks ago, there's going to be moments where they're going to break open some runs. Michigan is. What I'm more concerned about is the secondary that has been absolutely diced up the last two weeks. Uh, now, C.J. Stroud and even Tago Viola are much different quarterbacks um, than Cade McNamara, but we mentioned McNamara's coming off a really impressive week last week. So He's capable of putting up the same type of yardage that those two did against the Hoosiers. So I'm really interested to see what's happened to the secondary. Is Was the last two weeks a blip? Are they broken? Is it a matter of not having Mullen? Is it fixable? Uh, I'm not sure what the answers to those questions are, but I'm hoping that IU with Tom Allen, with Charlton Warren, have figured them out because... It's not sustainable for the secondary to keep playing like this. And so long as they are, the Hoosiers aren't going to have a chance to win any games, to be honest, because uh, they're they're giving up yardage in chunks and in pivotal spots, uh, whether it's third and longs, um, whether it's big explosive plays, the Hoosiers can't get by like this. So it's going to be interesting to see how the secondary, if it if they are going to bounce back, how they bounce back, and uh, whether they're able to limit Cade McNamara. There's a unit I'm watching. I already mentioned them. We've mentioned them all season long. Probably going to mention them a couple more times this season. It's the offensive line. We talked about that defense for Michigan. We talked about some of those key guys to watch that are going to get into the backfield. Listen, I thought the offensive line was better last week at times. Run blocking has never quite been as much of an issue for this team. They're able to, at times, open up holes. You saw it kind of led to that Stephen Carr touchdown, though I think a lot of that had to do with a really good cutback by Carr uh, to catch Michigan over pursuing. But the hole was there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see whether that, again, was just IU playing a an easier opponent or if it's actual improvement from this team. I tend to lean that it was playing an easier opponent. Michigan's going to present a really tough test for this team. Uh, So long as the offensive line struggles as mightily as it did early in the season, it's really not going to matter what anybody else does because it's everything's just going to be derailed. But that being said, I'm going to continue to have my eyes on Donovan McCauley. If there's a player I'm watching, Because at this point with IU, I'm just worried about the future. What's that future going to look like? And 
right now, Donovan McCauley is is the future. Um, theoretically, Michael Penix or Jack Tuttle could be available. They've remained vague about that, though. Last week, Tom Allen noted that um, Penix is closer than Jack Tuttle, which is interesting. Penix had been throwing a little bit, things like that. If he's healthy, he's going to be QB1. But I'm still working under the assumption he's not healthy. Until he takes the field, I'm just kind of generally working under the assumption he's not going to be there. So if that's the case, I'm looking at Donovan McCauley. We've talked a lot about him being the future of this program. I want to see kind of continued growth from him. I thought he started strong last week, had a bit of a lull, but it was impressive to see him snap out of that and finish strong last week. So uh, I'll be looking to see if he can continue building off that momentum from the end of last week. But it's going to be a lot different than playing Maryland. We saw what happened last time he was on a national stage against a top 10 team against Ohio State. He was falling all over himself. So uh, he was so bad that they had to take him out to play a walk-on. Um, he he can only go up from there, I guess, is your, is your good news. But uh, we'll, we'll see if he can take step, steps forward this week because I think that should be the biggest focus for the Hoosiers and their fans the rest of the season is just how good McCauley is and if he's really the guy for the future. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're going to be back on money Monday to wrap up this game. Hopefully it's an enjoyable one. Hopefully it is not like their performances on primetime earlier this season. I don't need any more absolute beatdowns on primetime this year. They're never going to put IU back on there if so. But uh, once you guys uh, get done listening to this, head on over to Locked On Big Ten for your second listen today. Uh, Catch up on the other big games going on in the Big Ten this week and see. I'm sure that they are going to talk about this Michigan-IU game as well. Be sure to leave a rating and review. I want this to be a conversation. I want your feedback. Uh, Quite literally, I want to hear what you have to say if uh, this mic is better or not. Uh, I'm trying to consistently improve for you guys. So um, I I hope this sounds a lot better uh, than the the old mic that uh, at times got got pretty loud for you guys. So we'll be back next week with our regular schedule. IU basketball starts next week too. So we'll have plenty of fun to talk about. Follow us on Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, all that fun stuff. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend and L-E-O.